Welcome to the 5 o'clock show. It's time for Common Sense. Now, it's Cats and Cosby with John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby, standing for truth, justice, and the American way, bringing common sense to the world. Now, here's John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby. Well, happy Independence Day, and today's uh, uh, Independence, the 247th Independence Day of the United States, and we only have common sense Republicans working today. I don't have any Democrats in the uh, in, in the studio. We have Ed Cox, New York State Chairman, and we have Craig Eaton, uh, ten years uh, Brooklyn Chairman of the GOP. What happened to the Democrats? Uh, I think we scared them away tonight. Uh, you bet. They took the day off. They took the I think day so, off. John. Well, you know, we're you know, working. You know, we're working. Uh, Labor Day, Labor Day parades, where it's for the unions. They don't. They don't run their parades on on Labor Day. They don't want to ruin their weekend. <laughs> That's true. Right. That's they don't true. want to work. That's true. Right. Yeah. And Rita Cosby, you had a good weekend so far. I've had a great weekend so far. By the way, happy birthday to Tomachek, of course. Happy, happy birthday. Yes. Happy birthday Ab- to your significant other. Absolutely, the most significant of all, and and appropriate that it's on Fourth of July, which is great. And by the way, I just want to say how much I love this country. Um, my father, you know, was rescued by American troops. And Ed Cox, you were in the Airborne Special Forces. Craig, your dad was in the Air Force, your brother in the Air Force. Yes. John, you are one of the greatest supporters I of the U.S. Talk military. Where I was. I, well, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not to talk about where t- If we tickle you, can we get it out of you or no? No, it's not on. Well, there was no internet then. Ah. Uh, let's, let's bring in our uh, official Grand Marshal for WABC for. for uh, Independence Day? Yeah, absolutely. The great Bruce Mosler, who is the chairman of Global Brokerage of Cushman and Wakefield, also one of the biggest veterans supporters out there uh, by far. And And co-chairman of uh, the Intrepid. And co-chairman of the Intrepid. And also the Grand Marshal, the biggest title of all, the Grand Marshal of WABC Radio's Independence Day Parade and Celebration today. Bruce, we love you. Thank you for being here on the 4th of July. Uh, Rita, John, and the rest of the uh, crowd there with you, thank you so much. What a great day. 247 years that we have to celebrate uh, our forefathers um, founding this nation with the ideal that all men and women are created equal. And at the end of the day, we have the 1%, the 1% that always step up. In our nation's hour of need, whenever we ask the question, who shall go for us, it's that 1% who serve in all the branches that always say, send me, I will go. And from that day, 247 years ago to this day, it is those people that preserve our freedom so that we can have the debates that we have in this great nation. And the 1% that... that that are really, really working hard to make sure we make our 250th year of, uh, of uh, Independence Day and our 300th year of Independence Day because there's a lot of worry around uh, uh, Bruce Mosler that uh, uh, our country is under attack in so many directions, uh, whether it's uh, fentanyl and drugs from the borders or whether it's diseases and, and, and terrorists coming through our borders. I mean, I, I don't know where to. I don't know where to start first. I mean, are, are you? How worried are you for our country, for our city, for our state? Uh, because 
We live here. We 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 are New Yorkers. All of all of us are in the studio, and you are a New Yorker. What do we do? I'm a born and raised New Yorker, John. Um, I love New York City. Uh, I would say this: uh, New York has always faced challenges. We we have in the past. We've overcome them. Um, there's no question that uh, we must control crime. It's always going to be the number one topic when it comes to chief executive officers and their comfort level. They want to know that their employees, their partners, uh, their colleagues are safe and secure. So it's the number one topic that we must address, continue to address. Uh, bail reform is up there with the things that we must do because repeat offenders must do time. At the end of the day, I will say this. I'm an optimist. I think this mayor is working to overtime. I think we should not forget that businesses that need to scale have to be in New York. And the reason why is we have the greatest educational system in the world that at the end of the day, it is where people want to be. I can just tell you this. The attendance at Intrepid is up again. Tourism this year, we think, will approach somewhere around 57 million people. That's that's pretty good. It's almost back to the peak. Try to get a reservation at a restaurant. Uh, try to get a, a reservation at some of the concerts. It's tough. So people are back. We need to go back to work. For the first time, occupancy in office buildings is back over 50%. That's a good sign. Work to do here. So I'm an optimist about New York. Now, we need long-term to build affordable housing, so we have to deal with that issue because we want to keep our young people here in New York City. But I will also give you the good news. You can't scale a business in a city like Miami. We hear about the opportunities there. We know that people are going there, establishing satellite offices. But in terms of building a business of critical mass, you've got to be in a city like New York. And so I'm I'm, I'm confident. Look. There's work to do. There's always work to do. And as far as our nation goes, I would remind you, for the past 20 years, this next generation, the next greatest generation, has been out there defending our freedoms. That Those wars have come to a close, but we also know that there's work to do. We have to protect our borders. As you said wisely, John, we also have to protect against terrorism. We know there's work to do in other parts of the world. And those folks, this generation of warfighter, John, is out there prepared to do it, and they're doing it on our behalf. So we remain forever grateful. And Bruce, Bruce uh, Craig Eaton's got a question for you. Bruce, this is Craig Eaton. Yes, I'm, an, yes, I'm an attorney here in the city. I've done lots and lots of work with Cushman and Wakefield over the years, and I respect you. Thank I respect you. and love your optimism. But the problem is people are leaving New York City in droves. I mean, if you look at the, the numbers— and, you know, we need to bring people back to the offices. We need to bring the workers back to work in their office, not to work remotely. We need to fill the streets here in New York City again. You, you are right. It's undeniable. But Wait, let's hey, John, is, John is playing Exodus, the music, <laughs> the music Exodus, Bruce. <laughs> uh, well, I, I like what John's doing, but, but I want to draw a little bit of a comparison and differential. There's a difference between people leaving the city and businesses. Businesses are not leaving the city in droves. We, we are seeing our businesses, the tech sector, um, prop tech, in the last several months, there's been more startups in New York City than in Silicon Valley. We need to fact check that, but I can tell you this, tech is growing in New York, finance is growing in New York, so businesses are staying. There are people who are leaving, I'm not denying that. But let's draw 
a differential between people and businesses. Also, let's recognize we have work to do. We can't take the city for granted. Taxes are going up. Business needs to be able to be competitive. So we've got to do the things necessary to continue to keep our position in the world as the world and tech if you will, leading sector um, around the globe, but we've got to got to be on guard against taking for granted where we are today. Absolutely. And everybody, we are talking to Bruce Mosler. He's our Grand Marshal of the WABC, of course, Independence Day here on 77 WABC. Bruce, you also hire a lot of veterans, and I love that about you. Um, you know, we've known you for decades. It's so beautiful. You have such a commitment to service. How do we get young people uh, to get engaged, to want to be in the military. One of the things that was so heartbreaking to me, Bruce, was just recently there was a poll, and it basically said that the U.S. military is meeting just a fraction of their recruitment goals. Um, also a, a poll about pride in America. It's basically staying at an all-time low. After 9-11, we all came together. If there was any silver lining, we came together as a country. Pride was at an all-time high. We were unified. How do we get that back real quick in our country today, because it's so important. Well, Rita, first and foremost, let me take this moment to say thank you to you and to your husband for what you guys do as great patriots for this country, as well as John. So let me begin with this. First, um, we can never take our freedoms for granted. We are between wars, if you will. Now, that's not to say that there's lots of activity taking place. There are. But this is the moment in time where the lull takes place, where recruitment is toughest. And I think we also have to make it clear to those young men and women who do decide to serve that we've got their back. We shouldn't have to argue over what they need in the way of health services. They should be provided without question. They should be upped. We should make sure that pay is competitive. These are things, if you want to recruit the best talent, talent that has capability with technologies. We know more and more of our uh, war fighters will be using technology, will be using AI. Those are skill sets that must be recruited for, and we must be able to compete with, maybe not on the same, on a par with business, because people who serve do so because they want to give back to their nation, but we've got to address these things. We'd have to recruit as if you would for business, and thank you for mentioning Cushman Whitefield's commitment to hiring our veterans. We are top 10 rated by the military-friendly magazine and GI jobs. We are sixth in the nation. We're hiring about six, not in terms of volume of people hired, but just in terms of how we are ranked as a military-friendly company. We're, we, we are proud to hire veterans because we know they outperform their peers. We know they bring leadership skills. We know they know how to collaborate. These are all essential business skill sets. And when it comes to leadership, how can you get any better? than those men and women who have been on the front line putting it out there for this nation. Bruce Mosler, Chairman, Cushman and Wakefield, thank you for everything you do for our country, our veterans, and for all New Yorkers and Americans. God bless you and God bless America. And thank you, John, for everything you do and Rita does. You are great Americans. Appreciate you both very, very much. Thank Thank you. you. We love you, Bruce. Thank you. And now we have Alan Dershowitz, What's going on in our legal system? Well, I'm glad I got two lawyers in the uh, in the studio. <laughs> two Cox smart ones, and Craig Eaton, and uh, bring in Alan Dershowitz. I'm not a lawyer, but I'll bring him in. And, uh, for, and a Dersh student. Oh, oh, yeah. Were you? 
Yeah, at, oh, at Harvard, absolutely. I didn't know that. Okay, well then, now we got one of the students here you too. You know, at Harvard, Harvard, and I'm a, I'm a NYU dropout. Okay, and I'm a South Carolina grad. <laughs> that's why you're a billionaire, and I'm still a struggling lawyer. <laughs> Did you read the book? You would have made two. two uh, that's right. Yeah. Right. Okay. No, lawyer, lawyers have a problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's bring in Professor Alan Dershowitz, the great constitutional scholar, uh, and of course, longtime Harvard law professor. Professor Dershowitz, your great book. Get Trump. Um, we got a whole bunch of Supreme Court questions for you. But first, I've got to ask you about some of this big news. Um, I'm sure you probably saw this, but the U.S. attorney, David Weiss, this is the guy in Delaware, uh, the one who was overseeing the investigation of Hunter Biden, the IRS whistleblower, came out and said uh, he didn't have full authority. They felt right. hampered. Right. He writes a letter uh, to Jim Jordan just recently saying, um, you know, I had authority, but then he had a line in there that everybody's talking about. But he said, but I was geographically limited. Um, what do you make of the word salad that's coming out? Well, I don't think it's a word salad. I think he's saying that there's a direct conflict between what Attorney General Garland said and what he said. If, if it was geographically limited, he didn't have full authority. Uh, we're not talking about prosecuting a case on the moon. We're talking about prosecuting a case in the District of Columbia, right next door to Delaware. He didn't have authority to do that, apparently, or in Los Angeles. And so this judge, this judge cannot and should not accept this plea bargain as in the best interest, in the public interest. He has to call Garland and Weiss, and he has to subject them to grueling cross-examination. And if he won't do it, he ought to bring somebody in to do it, somebody like Judicial Watch that can ask them precisely what was the limitation on his authority. Could he have gone after Biden if he had found evidence? And I'm not saying there is any evidence. I hope there wasn't. But if there was any evidence of criminal conduct outside of the District of Delaware, that's what geographically constrained means. So this plea bargain cannot be accepted. It would be wrong and it would be in violation of the rule of law. You know, did you see Professor Dershowitz, by the way, you brought up Judicial Watch. Um, Heritage Foundation has filed a lawsuit against the DOJ um, asking for records between Weiss, you know, um, and also Hunter Hunter Biden, like kind of communications, documents. Could that provide something that would maybe show the judge? Yes. You know, thank God on July 4th for our system of checks and balances. And our system of checks and balances goes beyond what you learn in civics. Uh, you know, the legislature, executive and judiciary. It includes you, the media. It includes organizations, NGOs, organizations like uh, the one you mentioned and Judicial Watch. That's our system of checks and balances. Nobody is sovereign. You know, when de Tocqueville was once asked uh, when he came to America, we know in England the king is sovereign. We know in so-and-so the prime minister is sovereign. Who is sovereign? In the United States, and Tocqueville says, checks and balances. That's who's sovereign in the United States. The system is sovereign in the United States, ultimately the people. And we are not being well served by this plea bargain unless we get to the bottom of it. Look, I admire the lawyers who brought this about. They're great lawyers. I know them. They did a phenomenal job. I don't fault the lawyers. I fault the Justice Department. I fault the uh, the court if it doesn't look into this. I'm going to keep an open mind about that. But the court cannot accept this plea bargain unless it resolves this dispute, this disparity 
between the Attorney General of the United States and his his U.S. Attorney. And, you know, particularly today, July 4th, which to me is one of the most important holidays. My grandmother, who was an immigrant from Poland, spoke with a thick accent. On July 4th would make all of us stand and do the Pledge of Allegiance and sing the, the Star Spangled Banner. She was unbelievable patriot. And for her, July 4th was almost as important as Yom Kippur. That was how American she was. And today we're losing some of that. I see some woke people now saying, oh, we shouldn't celebrate July 4th because look, the Declaration of Independence was written by people who enslaved other people. Yeah. Uh, I, nobody, I hate that. Yeah. And, and our country has done more, it's contributed more to the world than any country in the world. And we ought to be proud of it and we ought to praise it and we ought to criticize it when it deserves criticism. But uh, July 4th. Uh, well, Caesar had slaves too. We should take down the, <laughs> the statue of Caesar's uh, at Caesar's Palace. Yeah, Caesar's Craig, Casino. Not, not at Caesar's <laughs> Palace, John. That's one of my favorite places. But Craig, yeah, you Craig, want a lot of money. You had a question. <laughs> Professor, I'm telling you, you're right on point here. Um, this explanation of the geographical limitation is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, we live in the greatest country in the world here, and our system of justice is under attack. I mean, the, yeah. it, the political prosecution and the double standards and the lack of, you know, common sense, I mean, it, it's so distasteful. I don't know what we can do. Well, we can do. We can fight back. We don't take it sitting down. We don't say just because it's the president's son or just because the judge says this or because the attorney general says this, we accept it. We're a country of fighting back. We're a country of show me, prove it to me. We're skeptical. We love our country, but we're skeptical about it. And, um, you know, look, I just want to make one other point. I'll never forget uh, what happened 47 years ago on July 4th. I was sitting alone and I got a phone call from a dear friend of mine, a judge who I clerked for, and this was the 200th anniversary of the uh, Declaration of Independence, uh, 76, 1976. And he said, did you hear what happened now in the Middle East? Uh, that was the same day that the Israelis uh, liberated the uh, people who had been captured by terrorists in Entebbe. And, and the same day that Jonathan Netanyahu was killed. And I knew the Netanyahu family. So I'll never forget that day, uh, 47 years ago. Uh, in 1976, which brought together for me the love, my love of America and my great support for Israel and the fact that they are both fighting evil, that America has fought fascism, Israel has fought terrorism. And it's not free. It takes lives. Jonathan Netanyahu is a great person, and he lost his life rescuing those innocent people, just the way so many Americans have lost their lives maintaining our liberty. So it's a day in which I remember uh, with fondness all the sacrifices that we've all made to maintain our liberty. Professor Dershowitz, uh, you know, we have another minute or so. Tell us what you're feeling today on, uh, is our legal system broken? Are we going to be able to fix it? Yes to both. It's broken, very badly broken, and we can fix it. Fortunately, we have a constitution, and the constitution sets limits to how much damage politically correct and woke people can do. And uh, look, it's, it's a work in progress. I didn't agree with all the Supreme Court decisions this term, but I agreed with a lot of them. And I can, in America, I can disagree with those decisions. And I can bring lawsuits if I don't like them. And I can seek legislation if I don't like the Supreme Court decisions or a constitutional amendment. You know, nothing is static in the United States. 
nothing ever ends. Nobody, there's no king that says, I am the final authority. There's no final authority in the United States. And that's one of the wonders that we have to celebrate on July 4th. It's never final. It's never over. We can always do better. Right. And we can. And by the way, now I know why I love you. Uh, you mentioned your grandmother, immigrant from Poland. Yeah. My father was from Poland, too. So bravo. I love that. Now I know why I adore you, <laughs> Professor Dershowitz. <laughs> well, well, thank you. Thank, thank you, you so and much. Let everybody, let everybody continue their love for America while criticizing what we disagree with. That's yes. what freedom is all about. And, and and that's what freedom is all about, and that's what America is all about. That we can both disagree and still love each other, and and yeah, that's and, and that's the whole thing. This show. Yes. That's what I love about this show. You know, we have people from. But I don't have any Democrats today. Background. Nobody came to work today for the Democratic <laughs> vote. You got one of my former students that makes up for anything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get the dirt on him at some other time on Ed Cox. No, how right. he wasn't. No, how he wasn't class. <laughs> Thank right. you so much. I, I ain't squealing. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. And let's take a break now. When we come back, Rita, who do we have? We have a former governor of Pennsylvania, Ed Rendell. Oh, I want to talk to Ed because I want to know what the heck is going on in our democratic cities, especially Philadelphia and Baltimore. Let's take that break. You're commuting home with Katz and Cosby. Now, here's John Katz and Rita Cosby on well, 77 WABC. We're back, and we have with us one of, uh, of America's great governors. Uh, he was chairman of the Democratic National Committee. We, Me and him worked together for so many uh, uh, years, and, and also he was mayor of Philadelphia. Well, happy uh, uh, 4th of July, uh, Ed Rendell, governor. Thanks, John. You forgot district attorney. And district attorney. Now, what the heck is going on in some of our cities? I mean, I want to cry. Uh, Baltimore, my friends tell me they're ready to roll up the uh, sidewalks in Baltimore. Well, what do we do on uh, Independence Day? How do we keep our cities independent? How do we keep our country independent? You you tell us. Well, it's kind of like all problems. There's no one answer. And it's a complex problem. But there is one thing we can do right away, which will dramatically reduce the level of carnage, and that is do something about the availability of these automatic weapons and these magazines that have 50 shots and you don't have to reload. Look, I know the hunters will say, we, we like automatic rifles to hunt. Why you need an automatic rifle to hunt a deer is beyond me. But let's assume they're right. We can solve this problem by making it illegal to sell or possess a magazine that has more than 10 bullets in it, because that means... Well, if there's a revolution in the country, how do we defend ourselves? For revolution, we have the army and the police. (laughs) We've got plenty of people to defend ourselves. Yes, yes. In the National Guard, the army, the police, uh, the Coast Guard, the state police, you've got tons of people to defend us, but that's not the point. The point is, take the incident at Baltimore. It looks like two people shot and hit 30 people, 28 wounded and two dead. That's unbelievable. The armies can't do that. You hear the Ukrainians fight a pitch battle with the Russians during one day, and sometimes only 30 people are hit. I mean, it's unbelievable. Edwin Dell, you know I love you. You were the district attorney. Right now, the district attorney, if those people are caught, are they going to go to jail for the rest of their lives? No. We, no that's we the problem. To... It's not the guns. It's taking the, the criminals off the streets permanently. 
Yeah, but John, John the other problem is mental illness. The other problem is people yeah, getting guns illness. that are mentally ill, so they're not going to go to prison. Yes. They're going to they're going to go away. They're going to get away in the hospital somewhere. That's and, the problem. And even by the way, the DA today is Larry Krasner. That's the one who's there. And he, John, even people were trying I to impeach want, Larry Krasner because he's too soft look, on crime. We, we asked the governor well, to look, come on. Let the governor that, And I opposed Larry Krasner when he ran for re-election. but the people elect him. But the point is, look. It's not just Larry Krasner's fault, because Larry Krasner isn't in Baltimore. Larry Krasner isn't in Chicago. Every big city is experiencing problems like this. San Francisco, fact, they, they, San Francisco's dead. 31%. About the police yeah. But in fact, red states have seen a bigger jump in their crime rate for violence and guns than even the cities in Democratic states. So there's no one answer. But I'll tell you, I guarantee you, John, think back to the time when you and I were 15-year-olds. We had disputes. We had guns. And we had little gangs and stuff. Yes. And what we fought. I was in many fights. I got beat up a ton when I was a kid. But that was it. In but those days, have, it'd be, I'll punch, I'll punch you in the mouth. Right. That, that was the, didn't uh, have guns. You didn't have guns. You didn't You're have 100% guns. right, Governor. Yeah, different times. We need to We've get the guns. We've got to get rid of the guns. Do so, you know what... You so, know what New Governor, Zealand did? When, Governor, I love you, but we we, we got to get rid of the cocaine. But, we got to get rid of a lot of things. But but it's not going to happen. Thing you do, it's not it's not going to happen. You, we're not going to get rid of the cocaine. We're not going to get rid of the marijuana. So maybe we should take the 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 bad criminals and put them away forever. Let me give you one example of just what happened recently. New Zealand had a mass shooting. It was the first mass shooting they had in like 10, two decades, but 22 people were shot. The New Zealand Congress, the equivalent of Congress and the president, they passed a bill outlawing the possession of automatic weapons, and they passed it in 30 days. And their crime rate by firearm has been reduced by 90%. Governor, Ed, Ed Cox here. L- let me ask you another topic. Where Pennsylvania is a swing state, uh, where where do you think it's going politically at this point? Well, you mean in presidential elections? Sure, or? sure. That's what pe- people are beginning to focus on, focus on. First, debates coming up. Uh, you seem to have two leading candidates at this point. Uh, it's not locked in, but where where do you think it's going? Well, I, I think this is. I don't think anyone can beat Donald Trump in a Republican primary in uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah, and indicting, him, indicting him has only raised his popularity it's in amazing. the base of the party. Yeah, It's absolutely amazing. And you've got to give him some credit for what he says, how he appeals to people. He certainly knows how to sell. And I don't think that's going to change. I think if he gets indicted in two more cases, it's not going to matter. He is going to win the nomination for the Republicans. Do you think but Biden is that solid on the Democratic side? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Biden will win by four or five to one. Well, uh, on, on wow. Saturday mm-hmm. night, on Saturday night, I was at uh, Lolly's uh, birthday party, and I spent a lot of time with Senator Schumer, and I spent a lot of time with uh, Senator Manchin. Lolly Weymouth, of course, who was yeah. with Washington Post and all that. Yep. And um, and um, do you think there's going to be, you know, and, and today on the Southampton Parade, uh, there was a whole a bunch of people marching for RFK, for Robert Kennedy. Do you think there's going to be any opposition to 
uh, Robert Kennedy, uh, to, to President Biden from uh, any people within the party? John, are you a betting man? Am I, I, <laughs> I, I, I never bet more than I can afford to lose. <laughs> I guarantee you that Joe Biden, will, all the primaries put together, will get over 80% of the Democratic votes. No, no, it doesn't yeah. make any sense to me, but. Governor, this is I mean, I, I, you know, I respect your opinion. I'm just saying. I mean, if you just watch him, you, everything he says, he can't. He can't talk. He can't walk. He's got no second. control over wait anything. Wait a second. Yeah. Did you watch the State of the Union address in February? Yes. Did you watch that on TV? He delivered a one-hour and seven-minute address. Now I have to do that once a year, and I will tell you, there's no phys- more physically demanding battle than that. He made virtually no flubs. He did it without breaking a sweat. He delivered a great speech. And, you know, people say, well, he has malaprops. Well, George W. Bush was known for his malaprops, and he was in his mid-50s. So don't give me this. Charles de Gaulle was president of France in his 80s. Conrad Adenauer was prime minister of West Germany. Ed, me and you have a future then. (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're gonna run for something uh but i i know i must tell you something i was on fox uh business uh, talking about the economy on uh uh well, i lost track when monday yeah. friday who knows yesterday and, yesterday and, was it yesterday yeah yesterday and, and i commended uh president uh biden uh because uh after after his new chief of staff uh, came in. There seems to be a little bit more common sense, to, in, in my estimation. Uh, they opened up another uh, 200, 250,000 barrels of uh, of oil from Alaska, which brought down the price of $68. And, and it panicked the Russians and the Saudi Arabians with oil being $68. And he made a, uh, a deal with, uh, with uh, Kevin McCarthy, which uh, made the extreme left uh, uh, really angry. crap. Uh, very angry, and made the extreme <laughs> right very angry. So yeah, I commended, I commended President Biden for bringing these new people around him that that have more common sense. Well, in our country, you're only successful if people on both sides are a little mad at you. Absolutely. Absolutely, 100%. absolutely. But you, you can't get the legacy press mad at you, yeah. and I think they are beginning to turn on them with respect to these scandals that are growing, and the fact that the New York Times and the Washington Post is beginning to do that. I think they're looking for another candidate. Uh, these are well, that, uh, might, that might be well, true. We'll but I will tell you, you talk about the legacy press, but I think the legacy press cost Hillary Clinton the election. We yes. got we got to take a break. Uh, Happy Fourth of July, uh, Ed. Yeah, Look forward guys. to spending Sorry. more time Thank together. You. Sorry, you're working. Well, the Yankees. <laughs> no, are listen. The Republicans are working. This is fun. It's fun. <laughs> it's a fun Fourth of it's July. Thank you, it's Governor. Thank you, Take Governor. Care, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. And let's take a break, and we're going to come back with Bert Flickinger to find out what the heck is going on with inflation and and prices. It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. And we are back here on Cats and Cosby. Well, John, you might need to play that Exodus music again. Do you have it handy, by the way? Because, boy, lots of businesses are leaving big time, including Walgreens, is talking about closing 150 stores. There it is. There's the Exodus music. 
And joining us to discuss this, what a way to bring him in, is Bert Flickinger. Bert, look, the music is climaxing. Here we go. Here's the crescendo. I hope our Grand Marshal isn't listening. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Let's go to Bert Flickinger, the great consumer expert. Of course, he's a managing partner and also uh, director of Strategic Resource Group, uh, one of the top consultants in consumer affairs in the country. Uh, Bert, uh, is Exodus music uh, appropriate given, obviously, with crime and so many problems? Uh, Exodus music's appropriate, Rita, and uh, your great guest, Bruce Mosler, and uh, co-captain John Casvatidis will tell you, this is the first of many. Uh, Walgreens reflects Chicago where it's headquartered. And on the 40th anniversary of the tragic slaying of Benji Wilson, the Simeon number 25 star of the city and uh, the tragic end of the careers of Arthur Agee and William Gates and the Hoop Dreams documentary, the 30th anniversary of that. And we've had Republican Dem- uh, and Democrat governors. We've had uh, mayors and DAs, and they haven't stopped the crime in Chicago. And Walgreens is closing stores in their headquarters city and across America. And 150, this is the beginning, Rita, because they lost over $3.3 billion, trailing 12 months. Their stock's near a 10-year low. They can't pay a 6.6% dividend. But most importantly, they anchor a lot of the urban and near-urban areas uh, where the commercial property taxes pay for public education. So where John Katsimatidis and Governor Rendell and uh, Chairman Cox work so well on a bipartisan basis, uh, for public safety, prevent crime, and create enterprise zones in urban areas, all that seems to have gone away under both parties today. So <clears throat> let me say one thing, so because I think I have to put it on the record. Vito Fasella called me before. He says, last night I had an interesting chat with one of the police commanding officers. He said that three Walgreens in his precinct, and they are robbed four to five times per day. And those that are only when, when robberies are uh, reported. Very rarely does a management cooperate if someone is caught or tried to identify. I mean, you know, Walgreens, of course they're going to close the stores. They, it's out of control. Yeah, how can you do business? John, you talked about this on Fox Business. What was the phrase? Uh, they used the phrase shrinkage, but it's really shoplifting. I, yeah, I spoke. It's not shrinkage. You know, that's the nice, polite way to say shrinkage. They're stealing the whole store. It's the wild, wild west, John. Yeah. That's what the it law, is. People are just living, doing whatever they want in a lawless society. under the law of the jungle. I know. Yeah, and how do, how do you do business that way? Ed Cox, you have a question for well, Bert Flickinger, well, too, right? You know, we carry Rocky Calavino bats. Man. Yeah, you do. <laughs> and, and and I've heard you know how to use that, right, John? You're experienced at it. He's a Harlem guy. <laughs> let, 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 Bert, let Bert finish. <laughs> Go ahead, Bert. Yeah, yeah but, but, but John's completely serious and totally correct on the Rocky Calavino bats. Gristides and D'Agostino's in the East, uh, Kroger and Target across the country, invested public safety. They hire off-duty military and, and police. CBS hires uh, uh, guard dogs uh, who, who survived wars in Afghanistan and Iraq and their handlers. And they invest in uh, crime prevention where Walmart and Walgreens and many others look at investing in security as a quote-unquote expense. If it's treated as an investment the way John does uh with his idol Rocky Calavito at his side, 
uh, public is safe and they can shop and workers, shoppers and vendors can all feel safe 24 hours in the stores. They cannot from all all my expert work at uh, Walmart, which is closing half its stores on the south side of Chicago, four out of eight, threatening to close the other eight. And Walgreens, which is closed almost out of business in San Francisco and going out of business on the south and west side of their hometown, Chicago. So, uh, Bert, Ed Cox here. Uh, I've got a maybe it's a boring question, but it does go to the essence of problems in the economy. Is and you're an expert with respect to the consumer. Is the consumer now running out of the excess cash that it, the consumers accumulated during COVID? Is that running out? And is that part of what the the issue is here? Yes, Chairman Cox, credit card debt's at an all-time high. Uh, revolving interest rate on that debt is at an all-time high. And two-thirds of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck and can't pay every bill. But, yeah. Bert, Bert, isn't it true also that, you know, we need some criminal prosecution here? I don't think it's that people need to go in and steal. It's that they have no fear of going to prison. They no, have no I, fear of any I kind of governor, We talked to problem. Governor yeah, Rendell. Yeah, I mean – there were th- we those people that killed those people. The guns killed the people, but it's the people that pulled the trigger. They have no fear yeah. of going to jail or yeah. going to the electric yeah. chair. It's got to be some fear. And, and, and to, to, to Craig's important point, John, you worked uh, with our great friend uh, Jack Futterman and Jim Donald, the respective CEOs of Pathmark, and Governor Rendell worked with Pathmark on Oregon Avenue and Aramingo Avenue in Philadelphia to have police substations near the high-volume stores were high-volume food and drug stores and centers for the community. So it increased, it lowered prices, increased employment, and created and and catalyzed economic activity. Thank you for coming on 4th of July. Happy happy 4th of July. But but we got Dr. Michalos on the other phone, and he's yelling. He's got to go on. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much, Bert Flickinger. And now let's bring in Dr. Mielos, who joins us here on Cats and Cosby. He was, with me at the par- he was with me at the parade today. The Southampton Parade was a beautiful parade. Old style, and, right? And like it's old school. Old school, old style. Uh, they had uh, police cars from the, the 1950s. They had uh, fire engines from the 1900s. Beautiful. It was a beautiful parade. Boy Scouts, soldiers, World War II vets, Korea War vets, Vietnam War vets. And everyone was celebrating, and there was God Bless America signs everywhere and patriotism and the Marine anthem reminding us of the roots of our country. And it was a beautiful event. But before earlier, you had a uh, prior governor, but what he forgets to also mention is that 97% of crimes committed in the United States, when when they are committed with a gun, are committed with illegally obtained guns. And the, and the cities in the United States, like places like Detroit, which have the toughest gun laws in the country, have the most gun violence. So it doesn't stop people from illegally obtaining guns. If you really want to try to control the uh, gun situation, it's not the licensed gun holders. Think about New York State. You have a carry permit. You can't even go to church. You've been restricted. So now the criminals know that people in church can't carry anymore to protect their parishioners. You can't go to a restaurant that serves alcohol, even though you don't drink alcohol and you can't protect your family. So you've basically been neutered, even if you have and are eligible for a full carry permit. So these are these are things that, you know, are a problem, are a concern. And and when they keep quoting the death rates by gun, they don't tell you that about 67 percent of those are by suicide. 
So it's the, it, the issue is constant. Wow. Yes, wow, that's a big amount. Well. I never knew that one. Yeah, well, just gotta, it's just that people don't do a deep dive. They just make these broad statements, but they don't start looking into the details and the facts because mental illness is our number one issue in this country. It's the number one disease in the United States. We've got this social media electronic heroin addition. The CDC put on alert that the highest number of suicidal ideations in teenage girls is happening right now. And it's linked to this uh, social media electronic heroin use where they're all comparing each other and attacking each other and all the bullying that happens in social media and record numbers of kids are being put on. There's a pill for everything. There's medication for everything. And sometimes, you know, simple things like, you know, proper diet, proper sleep hygiene and things like that could take care of a lot of issues. But we've got a big health crisis. And right here in Manhattan, all these slashings and this, those people are mentally ill. They need help. And this bail reform is not being compassionate. In the yeah. old days at Rikers, when I worked there, you got a psych consult, you got help. Now you don't get help. You don't even get a shower. They throw you back out on the street. Well, so Dr. Mihalos. Well, let's get to what that. we called you about. Yeah, by the way, he knows so much. Let's I want go to you... medicine. Yeah, and by the way, he's this He's also could... a historian. He's, also... he's everything. He's everything. He's everything. Okay, and well, Dr. Mihalos, let me ask you about the fountain of youth or what may be through jellyfish. This is amazing. Well, the fascinating uh, jellyfish that started in the Mediterranean seas is called Turotopsis dorni, and they call it the immortal jellyfish. It's fascinating because it can actually think about if a butterfly can go back and become a caterpillar. And when this jellyfish is stressed out, it starts to involute. It starts to basically eat on itself, its own testicle, uh, te- te- uh, tentacles. And then what it does is that it goes back into this dormant phase and then becomes like the equivalent of a caterpillar. And then it pops up again and basically continues to reinvent itself. And it's a rebirth. Immortal. So look, a a little bit about uh, who our creator. We have been created. We're not an accident. We we created. So somewhere in, in the computer head of ours, there's a program that can do that. There is. We know it. It's been identified. It's called the OSK gene. They've already done it, reverse blindness in mice, and they've done it in monkeys, and they're starting human clinical trials within two years with OSK gene therapy, so our listeners can look that up. You mean I can fly my jet again when you fix my left eye? Yeah, actually, it might be possible the way things are looking and also spinal cord injuries. It tells the cell, go back to an earlier stage. OSK gene therapy, follow the work of David Sinclair. It's like a computer. You know why? When the computer breaks down and you have the wrong thing, it says, would you like it to to set the computer to an earlier Uh, We have to live to do that. So that's why I tell people, please check airnow.gov to check for the status of the air quality in your area. And people who have lung problems, please. Linda Wachner that was with us uh, gave us a a program uh, uh, that you can check the air quality where you are. Yeah, well, that's airnow.gov is the website. You just put in your zip code and it'll tell you exactly what's going on. And I tell everyone, please stay. If you have lung problems, stay indoors with a HEPA air filter in the bedroom. And also all of us have to change the HEPA filter in our cars in the next two weeks. And I already did it once last week after the first fires and my HEPA filter in my car was 
black soot, which would never was never that bad. That's a great point. That is a that, great that point. is a great point, Doctor. Change the HEPA filters yeah, in your air conditioners yeah. at home. Change the HEPA filters yeah. on your car's uh, car. Yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah you don't in think about too. it in your car. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I have an air quality index meter in my house, and in eight years, it never went off. And l- during the last fires, I got woken up at three in the morning, and it was alarming that the volatile particles were elevated, the CO2 levels, and it was alarming. And I just woke up, and I've never heard that noise before. I closed the windows, closed the doors. I put on my UVC air HEPA filter on, and it took about an hour and the levels all started coming down, but I could feel my throat was burning. Let's so talk about, uh, we got to take a break, but let's talk about that uh, HEPA filters more on our next uh, uh, interview. And I think uh, I think the uh, New Yorkers and the American people want to know more about it. Thank you so much. And I had so much fun with you watching that parade today. And uh, God bless you and happy 4th of July. And thanks for letting me be on Cats and Cosby. And it's a great show. Thank, Thank you. you. We love Let's you. Let's take that break. And when we come back, we have Congresswoman Nicole Maliotakis talking. And she's one tough lady. Oh, and a new discovery of cocaine at the White House. They had to evacuate it. We're going to talk about that and a lot more. A common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby. Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. We are back. And uh, we have one more guest today. And, uh, Happy 4th of July. Uh, yeah, we've got Congresswoman Nicole Maliotakis. A, a Greek, a Cubano Greek, a, yeah. Cuba, a Greek Cubano. Yeah, what do you call it? A, a Cuba, <laughs> Cuba Greece, and, and right? My, and my congresswoman. Yeah, and, and your congresswoman. actual congresswoman. We hey, love Nicole, you. how are you? Proud American, proud American. Uh, happy 4th of July, everyone. Yeah, Happy you Fourth too. of July. You too. You know, uh, boy, there's so much we want to talk with you about, Congresswoman. Uh, first, I got to get your reaction. We haven't had a chance to talk about uh, the white powder that was found at the White House. Preliminary tests. Uh, it's cocaine, and they had to actually evacuate part a brief evacuation of the White House on Sunday night. They had to send a hazmat team in because they didn't know what it was. Um, and they said initial tests are showing it was cocaine, and it was found in the library there. Um, you know, Hunter Biden left two days earlier. Uh, we don't know if it's tied to him or not, but uh, what do you make of that? It's not a good sign for the White House. Oh, it's, it's just unbelievable. You could not make this stuff up. I mean, last last month they had the transgender topless uh, party. Remember? Yeah, with uh, the woman. That, that's right. Where the woman took her top, the transgender took yeah. her top off and was shimmying all over the place in front of uh, yeah, the monuments. This this month it's cocaine. I mean. It's such a disgrace what this family has done to the White House. It truly is an embarrassment. Uh, and, and I'm sure they'll get to the bottom of it. But even more disturbing, you know, equally disturbing is the fact that they found those videos of Hunter Biden driving uh, under, with, you know, after smoking crack, driving 174 miles per hour in his Porsche. And it makes me wonder whether that was the How same fast? Porsche. How fast? 170. 170, 170 miles an hour. 172 miles per hour in a Porsche. And is it the Porsche that was given to him by foreign entities that our committee was able to expose? He received $8 million in payments, or $2 million on that money in taxes. So, so that's why he's getting in trouble with tax evasion now. Uh, and a part of that was $80,000 diamond and a, and a $142,000 Porsche. I wonder if that's the Porsche. Yeah, and that's right. He was showing it off. It was from a couple of years ago, but it was like just posted. It's a it's disgrace. Just, it's it is. A disgrace. It's disgraceful. And, and Nicole, you were saying what they did at the White, what the family has done at the White House. What have they done to the country? That's even more appalling. I mean, our country has fallen so low under the Biden administration. It's 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 scary. 
Well, I, I marched today in John Katsimatidi's favorite parade, the 4th of July parade on Staten Island. Uh, and, and I'll tell you, the people all along, uh, you know, really concerned about the future of the country. You know, uh, they, they want us to continue to push back on President Biden and this administration. They're hoping we take either the Senate or the White House so we have more abilities to do the right thing, like secure our borders, support our law enforcement, get this economy under control. But people are happy. I'll say that, you know, we're stopping a lot of the, the craziness, all these omnibus massive spending bills that add $10 trillion in inflation, uh, $10 trillion in added uh, inflation over the last two years when the Democrats had full control. They're happy. At least we have a checks and balances right now, but we need more help. There's no doubt about it. And in New York City, we desperately need more help. Uh, we can't continue this one party rule. Yeah, 1,000 uh, percent. By the way, we just have a minute left. Um, your thoughts, Nicole Maliotakis, as we're wrapping up, um, of what Independence Day means to you, too, and how important it is to be an American. Well, look, this is uh, the greatest country in the world. Our freedoms, our opportunities, uh, they, they don't match any other country. And we have to preserve that. And that's what I fight every single day for. Those of us who are out there, uh, you know, supporting Common sense policies. We just want to preserve this country, our American dream for future generations. I look as somebody who my mother escaped communism. I know what it's like in other countries. That's uh, right. We have to make sure that we protect the this people. Great country, as Lincoln said, it would only be destroyed from within. Remember what the people, Abraham Lincoln said. The people that that escaped communism love this country even more because they know what the other side is like. Yeah, they know what it's like the not Venezuelans, to have freedom. The Venezuelans, the Cubans, the Russians. Yep, the Poles. Well, Nicole <laughs> Magutakis, God bless America, and thank you so much for coming on. And Margot, Margot Katsimatidis in the studio just walked in, and you were at Lolly's party too, and you met with uh, uh, the senator, a mansion from West Virginia, and you used to be in West Virginia and you have the same friends in, as in West Virginia. Yes, absolutely, in Beckley, West Virginia. Beckley, West Virginia. How beautiful. beautiful. I have been to Beckley, West Virginia. So well, a mining, a mining country. Yep. yep. Happy Fourth of July to Bravo. all. I'm glad I'm, we're in the studio and uh, making a difference in our city, our state, our country. Ed Cox, Craig Eaton, Margot, Rita Cosby. Well, what truth, do we all stand for? Truth, truth justice, justice, and the American way. way. God bless America.